now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. A little bit of a different thing we got going on here. Something that we're going to be doing throughout the college and NFL season. I mean, I guess we'll see if it goes through the entire NFL season. But I am joined by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. You know, usually when it's just the two of us, we are talking about what we're talking about tonight. But you, we usually do it, you know, for the Patreon subscribers. You know, we love our bonus episode over there. Uh, we do it weekly. I really enjoy, you know, just chatting with you on a casual setting. But hey, I do too. I'm excited about doing this with you too. This is great. So you remember Nate's Debbie Player of the Week, right? Oh, those were the best. Stop you know, I had Romeo Dubs last year. You did. I remember. Now, here's the thing. Not every single one of these Debbie Players of the Week are going to pan out. That's just how it goes. But not That's every first round. It's Debbie. Developmental. Exactly. They have to develop. Not every NFL first round draft pick works out either. That's just how it goes. But the, the important thing is we want to get some names on your radar. Some guys that we think are going to help your dynasty team, hopefully at some point in time. So it's been a minute, but Nate, there it is. So why don't you go ahead and tell me who is your Debbie player of the week? Of course, it was a really easy choice, honestly. And uh, just to just to a setting here, to say that is pretty impressive because week one was an incredible week of, fan, of college football. I mean, we saw some really good games, some really close games. We also saw some big blowouts, like Georgia beating Oregon by 30-plus points. <laughs> that, was, that was sad, man. That was sad. Um, so it was a great week of college football, great start to the year. And no one looks better to start the year than North Carolina quarterback Drake May. Drake May was a four-star recruit, according to 24-7 Composite. But 24-7 itself actually had Drake May uh, rated as a five-star recruit. And some other ones, some other organizations that do recruits did have Drake May as a a five-star. But overall, when you compare all the averages, he was a four-star, but very high four-star. So North Carolina was happy to get him. And, you know, he sat for a whole year last year behind Sam Howell, who is now in the NFL. So it was Drake May's team to take over this year. He did have a quarterback battle with um, some of the other guys there, but he came out on top. Now, Drake May, coming out of high school, like I said, pretty highly recruited. The 20, 24-7 staff always does a good job of – scouting the high school players they comp them to nfl players college players that we all know and love give them a little uh, projection for with if they have nfl talent and these guys are grinding film these high schoolers and a lot of times you know the guys we're seeing picked in the first second third round of the nfl these are highly recruited high schoolers and it's like it's, it's these kind of guys who are, are making it to the nfl now the scouting report for drake may coming out of high school Comped him to Sam Bradford. They said he was a future first rounder. This guy had hype. This guy has hype, but he sat for a year behind Sam Howe, and he had a little bit of a quarterback battle going into the season. So, you know, the fact that he didn't have – there wasn't there was a quarterback battle at all. People were like, well, maybe Drake May is really not even that good, you know. But this guy has been good throughout all of high school. 6,713 yards and 86 touchdowns. 
68.5% passing completion percentage over his two prep seasons in high school. Mike, uh, if you're averaging 43 touchdowns a season, your junior and senior year of high school, you're doing pretty well. Damn good. You're doing pretty well. And this is also a guy who three years playing basketball, averaging 16 points and 11 rebounds, earning all conference and all district honors. I mean, we're not talking about like, you know, the next paint Manning who's going to stand in there like a statue. Drake may is athletic, two sport athlete. You know, this isn't, you know, I made the basketball team and I sat at the bench. I mean, he's out there scoring 16 points, 11 rebounds. He averaged a double, double. I mean, it's high school basketball, but it's still pretty impressive. He also comes from an athletic family. His father was All-American quarterback and All-State athlete in three sports, starting quarterback at North Carolina in the 1980s. His brother was a national champion and two-time All-ACC forward at North Carolina from 2015 to 2019. I'm telling you, the athleticism's there. So what am I bringing this all to? Well, through two games of this season, because he did play in week zero against FCS team, but then this week against App State in an incredible game. I'll get to that in a little bit, but through two games, 53 for 72 for 73.6% completion rate for 646 yards and nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh yeah. I love this start plus 16 for 131 on the ground with a touchdown. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start to the season for Drake may, especially, you know, with the unknown of, not really knowing if Drake may could handle the starting quarterback QB one role for North Carolina coming, you know, after three years of Sam Howell where Sam Howell produced at a great level with some really good, you know, weapons there. But Drake may has Josh downs though. Josh downs not play in the game against app state this weekend. And Drake may is a guy to watch. You know, he's throwing to Josh Downs. He's got the weapons there. North Carolina has actually recruited pretty well, so they do have some wide receivers uh, coming up through the team as well. But after this start to the season, is Drake May already a top 10 Debbie quarterback? Could be. I'm going to say yes. I think Drake May has quickly put himself, you know, right behind Caleb Williams for the 2024 class at quarterback. You know, Caleb Wo- Caleb Williams is up there and he is for sure, you know, the top guy. But after that, and you look at the 24, 20, 2024 class, you got Quinn Ewers who were in the C still, and he could absolutely be in that top tier quarterbacks. But after those two, there's a lot of question marks and Drake may is solidly my quarterback three for the 2024 class already. Not scared to talk about him being, you know, that good. And I think everyone just needs to be ready because Drake May is going to be a good quarterback. I have a few questions and comments. One, the All first right. one, uh, Quinn Ewers, do we have to be concerned about him with Arch Manning uh, committing to Texas? Is that anything that? No, I think I think Arch sits for a year. I know it's crazy to say, but I think he sits for a year. I don't think he would have committed to Texas otherwise. Though there are rumors going around that, Maybe Archie Manning doesn't actually end up at Texas by the time he gets to college. So we'll see. There's a whole nother year until that happens. It, it is possible. Yeah, it is very possible. Um, secondly, Josh Downs. I know he sat at App State, but look, Josh Downs, legit. Talked about yeah. him on the live stream a couple weeks ago. He's been on my radar since I scouted Sam Howells. And I mentioned him again. So here we go. 
you're hearing some repetition here. We talked about this in our in one of our previous podcasts. Is how you get ahead and you stay ahead. Get the name Josh Downs on your brain. And sec and last thing that I want to just close out. I feel like the Sam Bradford comp is going to scare people away from Drake May. But this needs to be said. Let's not forget how legitimate of a prospect Sam Bradford was as a quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. Okay. He he was the real deal. People forget mm-hmm. about that because it was a long time ago. And at this point, he played in Oklahoma for three years. That was last year. He only played in three games. Okay. Through those three years. 8,403 yards, 88 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. He also stole a lot of money from a lot of NFL teams throughout <laughs> his eight-year career, but he still ended up with almost 20,000 passing yards, 103 touchdowns, 61 interceptions. However, and this doesn't get you fantasy stats, but his career record as a starting quarterback, 34-48-1. and one. Mm. You got the nice tie in there. Now, did. You know, I, I think Drake May is more athletic than Sam Bradford. I would agree with that. Um, and, and, even before his injuries, he he moved yeah. okay. Okay. But not like Drake May does. No, not like Drake May does. Drake May is, is truly an athlete. And, uh, you know, I said I would mention more about the North Carolina App State game that happened this weekend. It was 63 to 61, Mike, was the final score. I, I that was 124 points down. scored. Josh Downs plays. And Josh Downs didn't even play. And Drake May without Josh Downs fighting to win this game, 352 yards, four touchdowns, 66% completion rate, 12 rushes for 76 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Drake May put the team on his back. He carried this team when their defense was not willing to. And, you know, just mentioning some, you know, a little bit more about Drake May because I don't want to leave you with, you know, without getting the full picture. Drake May, six foot four, 220 pounds. So he's got the NFL frame. This isn't, you know, six foot, 200 pounds running around making plays in college football, but won't translate to the NFL. No, Drake May is six foot four, 220 pounds. He's got the size. You know, he moves well within the pocket. He keeps his eyes downfield. He's got a great arm, can get the ball down the field. He looks effortless at times, can throw to multiple arm slots, really tight spiral, probably the best in this class, honestly. And just plays with a sense of maturity already that I've been very impressed with considering he got a second start, uh, you know, of his sophomore year and didn't really play many games last year. I think he started one game last year. So his third career start against App State, he wins 63-61, puts the team on his back. And he just goes out there, looks comfortable, makes it look effortless. And when a player doesn't look like they're trying that hard and they're making plays, that's when you, when you really take notice. Exactly. So Nate's all in on Drake May. I am too, um, and you should be as well. So get him on your radar as well. So now we're going to switch it up a little bit, and you're going to hear some different music right here. That one was coming in hot. That's the what? best Nate played song because I'm a Nittany Lions fan. So we're going to be going to our newest Debbie segment that we're coming up with, and this is Mike's Small School Big Players. So we every, every year we have your Jalen Tolberts, we have your Elijah Mitchells. You need to know about these guys beforehand. These guys are important. Now, unless you listen to Brandon Lejeune, Brandon Lejeune hates these Sunbelt guys. He says they play, and we love Brandon. It's something that I pick on him about. But these guys, they do matter. I guess I could turn it off there. They do matter. You're always going to have some guys come out from nowhere. So let's talk about Central Michigan's own Lou Nichols the third, spelled L-E-W, in case you're looking it up. 
college height weight is notoriously all over the place. We know that. So I went right to Central Michigan's website. He plays for the Chippewa, the Central Michigan's Chippewa. He did lose their first game against Oklahoma State. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Jonathan so, Ward. Woo. There you go. So according to the Chippewa's website, he is 5'11", 222 pounds. So I'm seeing some things here, kind of comping him to uh, Darling Rashad White a little bit just from what I see. Um, hometown Detroit, Michigan. He went to Cass Technical High School in Detroit. He was a three-star recruit. He also received offers from Akron, Missouri, Kentucky, UCLA, Ball State, Purdue, Pitt, and Minnesota. So I understand he plays at Central Michigan, but look, he's getting recognition from other, from Pac-12 schools, from SEC schools, from Big Ten school, from an ACC school. This dude's legit. I don't know why he, you know, he ended up choosing Central Michigan. You have to think when it comes to stuff like that, scholarship stuff, I would imagine, comes into play. They probably offered him a better deal. Hometown team. Hometown team. That's true. In 2021, he led the NCAA with 1,848 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. Now, listen, I understand you're going to say 5.4 carry, 5.4 yards per carry. Whoa. Isn't that great? Let's not forget, up front teams like Central Michigan generally do not have the guys to contend with when they get thrown against a Big Ten school, an SEC school, an ACC school. You get run over. It's just what it is. If you put this guy behind a Big Ten line, an SEC line, I mean, <laughs> looking at a bona fide first rounder. Um, as a senior at Cast Tech, he ran for 1,078 yards and 84 carries. He averaged 12.83 yards per carry as a senior. Mm -hmm. So every time he touched the ball, he got a touchdown or a first down. That that's pretty impressive. All right, so here's what we're talking about: a stat line for, for oh my god, do I need to take a minute? Should I pause this? His stat line <laughs> in Week One versus Oklahoma State. It's going to have people worried. Twenty six carries, seventy two yards, and two touchdowns. He averaged two point eight yards per carry, a longer fifteen yards through the air. Six of twenty six, no touchdowns, four point three yards per reception. But keep in mind. Oklahoma State finished last year as the number three overall defense in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. So now I understand that they lost their defensive coordinator to Ohio okay. State. The rich get richer. And Ohio State held Notre Dame to 10 points. So that is true. But there's still going to be that system in place. There's still mm -hmm. going to be a good defense. Okay. Max schools typically don't have the linemen to keep pace with a power five school defensive lineman. I said that before. It's just how it goes for the most part. So what did the film show? Glad you asked. Here's what I see. I see a very patient, decisive runner. You get one cut, bam. He hits the hole and he hits it hard too. This is a powerful runner that doesn't dance around a lot. He sees everything really well. He knows what he wants to do and he does it. He's quick between the tackles and he has great breakaway speed too. So for 5'11", 222, he looks like a track star out there. I was not able to find a 40 time or if I did, it was from so long ago that it's kind of irrelevant. Um, lots of power. He doesn't shy away from contact either. So he makes. <laughs> I was watching him. I think he played Northern Illinois. I felt so bad for the one defensive back that tried to tackle him. He just <laughs> straight up laid the dude out. Um, he's somewhat of an average receiver, but he's decent enough after the catch. He's got some wheels on him, like I said. And he's a very willing and capable blocker. So that will keep him on the field. Um, so just looking overall at his body of work. He's a redshirt sophomore, even though he's been in college for four years somehow. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the COVID year has a lot to play with that. So 
outside of last year, he's only has 72 yards this year. He's only played one game as a freshman, uh, 89 yards as a sophomore or retro freshman, 508 yards. And he has 56 total touchdowns over four years rushing. So that's, that's pretty, pretty good. And only three receiving touchdowns, but almost 60 touchdowns in three years after not getting much work in his freshman year. And I think they only played six games in the Mac during COVID. So still average 6.5 yards per carry in six games in 2020 in a COVID shortened season. This is a guy that I want to get on my radar and I think you should get it on your radar as well. Do you have anything to add to Lou Nichols or? So one of my questions with Lou Nichols, he he looks good. He looks solid. You know, I don't, I don't know if, He's like you know a top top talent, but he's he's good, he's good. Okay, and, and where's again, the? But my question is, where's the where's the NFL draft capital going to be for him? You know that's that's the big yeah. question because he is a small school guy. You know we saw a guy like Jared Patterson out of Buffalo. You know he led the nation in rushing. He looked really good. NFL draft capital was not there, you know, and because of that, you know, he doesn't get as much of a shot as. You know, some of these other guys, we have some of these other guys like Zach Moss, you know, sticking around on a roster because they put draft capital into him. When, you know, Zach Moss was an undrafted free agent, he probably would have been cut already. So I do want well, you to know that I'm not just stat chasing when I come up with this stuff. I did put a lot of thought into this one. I understand what you're saying. You have guys like Jared Patterson, guys like Donnell Pumphrey. They led the league, the NCAA in rushing too. When I watched Jared Patterson's film, I wasn't really overly impressed with what I saw. Everyone mm-hmm. said he looks like a natural receiving back. I barely saw him caught the ball, catch the ball. And when I did, I wasn't overly impressed, to be honest with you. So I watched some film, and this guy impressed me. He has the size, he has the speed, and he has the production. He has everything that an NFL team is looking for. I think at best, we're looking at some sort of Brian Robinson-esque draft capital. Like if he sneaks into the third round, I could see like a team trading back into the third round to get him late. Or he's an early day three guy. And we've seen early day three guys be relevant. Michael Carter's a prime example. Of course, he got supplanted by Brees Hall. Brees Hall is obviously bigger. He's the better overall back, in my opinion. But I do agree with you. I think if Zach Moss was a UDFA, which I don't think Nichols is going to be, he would have been long gone. And I, he could get cut before the season starts, too. You never know. Although I don't think he will at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think Nichols is a day three guy. Um, I just I question if he's going to be an early day three guy. I like. I think he's got. Like I said, I think he's got talent. But you know, I do have to trust the NFL. I like this pick, though. I mean, he's he's one of the best small school prospects out of there. So if there's anyone to take a chance on, Lou Nichols is the guy. And also for C to C, that production on the college side, oof. Baby, my new favorite format. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to try to be finding guys that are putting up some decent enough numbers that I think could be somewhat relevant in some format for you. That's what the exercise of this is going to be. You're probably not going to see me doing any guys from like power five schools. Um, hence the name of the bit, unless they're super, super under the radar and they pop and I see something catching my, you see Mac guys conference USA. Maybe if I hear something about a good D2, D2 guy, if you have any suggestions for someone, Hit me up on Twitter at Rewind CEO. I'm always open to suggestions to make this podcast better. I'm about to see the next Julius Chestnut. Did he make it out of camp? 
He did. He made the roster. Did he? Sacred Heart. That's off for you, Julius. Good for you, man. Darrington Evans couldn't make that roster. Julius Chestnut did. So interesting times in the NCAA. Um, Nate, before we go, I have one last question for you. Take this question can involve none of your favorite teams. So it can involve the Ravens and it cannot involve Maryland or Boise State. Would you rather watch a random college football game? And it's a good football game. Or would you rather watch a random NFL game? So I know what you're trying to get at, but if it's completely random, I'm taking NFL. Really? But in college. But if you're talking like random rivalry, you know, like if if it's random between like a Michigan Ohio State game, uh, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, between like some of the big games. Because I think with college football, you get a lot of lopsided games. But when you get two good teams really together, it is it is really fun to watch. All right. There you have it, everybody. Perfect. So, Nate, do you have anything else to add? Anything going on in the Debbie world that you just want to let people know about at all? Yeah, there's, there's so much going on. Um, I do want to let you know that if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon, we do have Debbie rankings there. I just switched my rankings over to tiers so I can give you a better look into what these players are looking like against you know possessional value and all the different things, how I'm taking these guys. You can draft in tiers. I think it's the best way to draft Debbie because all these guys have so many different outcomes. You know, Look at tiers and draft your teams for Debbie and see the C base off of that. And you'll probably have better luck getting NFL prospects than trying to pinpoint, you know, certain players. Yeah, I agree. All right, Nate. So that'll do it for me. If that's good for you. Yeah. Perfect. Let's roll on out of here. I had to get back to my show sheet. I got to keep it on the show sheet. Come on, Mike, get it together. So like Nate was saying before, head on over to our Patreon. You can now get a yearly discount, 10% off an entire year. You get a free month, essentially, and a little bit more. It's like get an extra five weeks for nothing. Patreon.com slash Dynasty Rewind. Underdog is now matching 100% up to $100. Use the promo code Rewind. And if they do not, Bob Van Duzer at Bob Van underscore IDP. We'll write you a check. SeatGeek. More than just sporting events. Go see a comedian or a concert. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 off the first purchase. Glad I saved that $20. And VerdianGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merch. Christmas will be here before it. Stock up for you, your girl, and your kids. So, for Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching and listening.